Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. The Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 122 of Swish and Flick. I'm Megan. And I'm Katie. And today we are both tired. <laughs> no, but we're discussing the history of our houses. Um, so we're going to be talking about Slytherin and Hufflepuff. So let's get started. I'm going to redirect the weekly profit back to myself. Woo, that's weird. Uh, <laughs> and we don't really have we don't really have a weekly profit because we don't like to do them whenever it's not the four of us together. However, we did want to. Um, make a, a statement about J.K. Rowling's transphobic tweet. Um, so we're, I mean, if you follow us on social media, you will know exactly how we feel. We've said it. We talked endlessly about it the day that it happened. So I don't want to make it long and drawn out. But basically... We stand with the trans community. Both Katie and myself are members of the LGBTQ community. So obviously it hit us hard and it sucked. Um, We are really taking steps to just try and separate Joe from Potter. Um, Honestly, Joe hasn't really been a part of the community for years. So I don't feel bad still loving Potter. I do love Potter. I'm always going to love Potter. And I can say that about all four of us. Um, This podcast is not ending. Somebody asked if this was going to affect the podcast. Someone asked that to me. Absolutely not. No way, guys. No Um, way. We have built a community with thanks to Joe because she did create Potter. But honestly, that is really all she did. Um. She has not been a part of it for years, like I said. We're not going to let this ruin our love of Potter uh, and the community. So, Joe, you know, she doesn't make it. Podcasts make it. Cons make it. Fan art makes it. Fan fiction makes it. Um, Small shops on Etsy make it. And, like, Honestly, bottom line, love and acceptance make it, which really is what boggled our minds the most as to why 
she has those feelings. Like she built this community based on love and acceptance, but she clearly doesn't have love and acceptance. For all. For all. So um, the community is really who's kept Potter alive, and we're going to continue to help build the community up. Our group, it is really important to me and to all, all four of us, not just me, but it's really important to us that our community is one of the safest places for the LGBTQ community to be and to thrive and to feel safe. And I also want to address the fact that that didn't really happen on Thursday when this happened. It was really disheartening to see some people in our community completely discredit those of the LGBTQ community, invalidate them. Um, It was just cruel, some people. Uh, Not everybody. And honestly, the positivity did outshine the negativity, but the negativity was there. And it was really hard to grasp that there were people in our community that felt those things. And I'm not saying, like... The, the you know the biggest the biggest takeaway from this is that people kept saying well it's an opinion it's an opinion guys it's not an opinion okay it is not an opinion to feel the way that certain people feel it's not a choice to feel or be who you are it is just who we are or who they are you can't tell somebody that it's not in your opinion that they are real it's not a thing it's not possible And if you feel those things, then maybe you don't want to be a part of our community anymore. And that's okay with us. We just want this to be the most accepting place for people to go. We want people to feel loved. We want people to feel accepted. End of end of story. Um, I can't tell you. That's our number one. I can't tell you how sad it was to receive messages from members in the LGBTQ community who have recently expressed that, like, you know, this is a safe place for them. And then to receive messages saying, I don't know if I can be a part of this community anymore just because I don't feel safe. Because and to people, have someone say that they don't feel safe yeah. in our space really was, it was upsetting. Like Thursday was hard. And yeah. I'm not, like, I'm not saying that what we went through is harder than what people of the actual trans community went through no. is hard. Like, they had the biggest brunt of it. But the fact that the the space that we created that was supposed to be a safe space for all ended up not being a safe space for all was really sad. It was sad and hurtful. And um, if anybody who's listening was a part of making it not safe and not accepting, then we, I like, this is kind of harsh, but like, we don't want you in the community. We, I don't know what else to say. We want and you we to, really we want you to think. Yeah, think before you speak and try to understand where people are coming from and um I guess like the last thing I want to say is that we are going to try to figure out uh for those in the trans community that felt like they couldn't be there, we as a group, the four of us are really going to be having a hard discussion to figure out what rules we can set in place, what we can do to make sure that it's the safest place possible. And if anybody has any ideas, please, please reach out to us and tell us if you know of a way that we can word, um, word things in the rules and descriptions of the group to make sure that people who shouldn't be in the group aren't, 
Um, we're going to implement moderators again mm-hmm. because the four of us did our best for a really long time, but now it's to the point where like even comments got out of hand. It wasn't so much approving the posts, it's the comments. And as the group grows, it gets more difficult and we don't want to stunt the growth of the group because the group is awesome, but I just, we need to moderate it better and we're aware of that. Um, It was really difficult for that to happen on a Thursday when all of us were at our full-time jobs. Um, We moderated it the best that we could. I, like, just thank you to everybody else who stuck up for the people that um, were feeling attacked, and we just really appreciate that. Um, So, yeah, we're going to implement moderators. We're going to change the rules. We're going to make some sort of different process to approve people to come into the group, make an announcement of some sort to make sure that the people who are in the group um, know that these are the new rules. And if they don't want to follow them or don't believe in them, then they should leave because it's not going to be tolerated at all. So, and, and, you know, we received a couple messages from people saying that we're just muting people who don't agree with us. But again, I will say at the end of the day, it's not about an opinion because again, it's not an opinion that trans is real and that there's more than two sexes and that there's more than two genders. That's not an opinion. It's just a fact. And it's not a matter of me just silencing people who don't agree with me because no. I'm silencing people who are hurting others. And that's the bottom line. If you were argumentative in the group, you got muted. I'm like, I'm not sorry about that. That was the best way that we could handle and help the people who were being argued with. Because there was plenty of comments on there that we didn't agree with, but it was flowing conversation. And like, sometimes when you say those things, it opens light to other people to change their mind. And yeah. So we weren't just going through and deleting things like, oh, I don't agree with this. I don't agree with this. No, it, it was, was how you said it. And it was need your to protect our listeners. And if you're being hurtful slash spiteful slash just mean or argumentative, you're I'm out. sorry, you're going to get you're going to get your comment deleted and you're going to be muted for a little bit because you need to cool off. Yeah. So anyway, we just want to say that obviously as a podcast, if you follow us on social media, you know this already. We don't agree with what she said. We accept everybody in the LGBTQ community into our community. And we hope that we can help you continue to love Potter in a different way. Um, I want to try and change up the weekly profits for a while, maybe forever. I don't really want to talk about all the new merch that's coming out and, you know, new things that are just going to be like more money in Joe's pocket. I'm going to try to focus on Etsy shops and small businesses and events that cities put on and, um, I just really want to focus on like other ways that you can enjoy Potter that don't necessarily put more money in, uh, even though, honestly, she doesn't really get that much from that stuff anymore. It, like, all goes to Warner Brothers. But, like, just as something to change it up and make, like, let you know that there are ways that you can enjoy Potter without giving money to her, even if it's, even if it's pennies. If you don't want to give anything, that is totally, absolutely fine. And I want to try to find a way to um, share those ways with you. Yeah. So <clears throat> beautifully said, Meg. Honestly, like Potter, I talked about that way longer than I thought I was going it's okay. to, but like it just it, need, it needed to be said. But Potter, you know, is it's ours now. Like clearly we need to be the ones that 
keep it alive the way it's supposed to be kept alive. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I'm not gonna, my love for it isn't going anywhere. Nope. It, it's who I am. Speaking of, I can, I can change this in this way, transition this way. I mean, I'm a puff forever. I that's a part of my identity. I can't take that away, you know? <clears throat> yeah. All right. Thank Go for you. it. Thank you for your soapbox. Truthfully, I love your of soapboxes. Course. And it, you know how to, like, you know how to put into words everything I'm thinking, <laughs> which I super appreciate. So <clears throat> you want to get into this? Yeah, let's do it. <clears throat> all right. First of all, do you like my little addition? I love the, the little, I love, she put these little, like, cute graphics that highlighted Hufflepuff and Slytherin. I got crafty with the highlight tool and <laughs> the little emojis, and I'll post it like we do normally, but it'll come out sometime today. today. All right, so, Hufflepuff. Guys, I gotta preach my house. This is, like, my shining moment mm-hmm. to talk about all of us puffs. So, we're gonna start out with obviously the founder Helga Hufflepuff what a sweet lady so she is Welsh obviously she's one of the four founders of Hogwarts Um, and while the other founders chose to have like almost like specialty students like they wanted to kind of pare down who they chose she was like no I'm gonna just take basically all the rest like everybody else that you guys won't include like they're mine um, so her students are best described as loyal and hardworking, and her portrait is still at Hogwarts, as I'm sure all of the other founders are. That'd be kind of weird if they weren't. Um, I think I got this off Wiki, so I don't know how like exactly where they got this, but it says that she's a round, plump woman with red hair and blue eyes. Uh, she often is seen with a wide smile, and apparently she wore a brown or yellow dress, which goes back to like if you watch Fantastic Beasts, Newt has like brown and yellow as opposed mm-hmm. to black and yellow. So which I love. That's kind of neat. Um, her greatest friend was Rowena Ravenclaw, which is pretty cool, especially because with the new like Wizarding World app and all of that, I realized that I'm actually kind of kind of more Ravenclaw than I realized. Still 100% Hufflepuff. I still consider myself a little bit of Gryffindor, but like that's we all kinda have cool. all of them in us, honestly. <clears throat> right. Um, so, like I said, while the other founders took peop- or took students in based on, like, ambition, bravery, intelligence, she took the loyal, hardworking, patient, tolerant, and she treated them all equally. Uh, she also was gifted with food-related charms, so that's where our us Hufflepuffs get our food love from. Um, and her recipes are still used as the basis for many Hogwarts feasts. So, all those delicious... Sounds good. Great hall feasts. You can thank good old Helga. She's also the one who arranged for the house elves to work in the kitchens, which at first I was like, oh no, I don't want that on on my house. But it was because at that time, that was the best way she knew how to keep them safe. So I don't think she agreed with like the slavery of them, but she's like, okay, here's somewhere they can't be mistreated or abused. Mm -hmm. They can work here. And as we know later on, I mean, the the headmasters are open to paying them if they want to be paid. Just many of them are like, no, that's offensive. That may have just been Dumbledore. Right, right. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, like, if you think about it, of all the places that the house elves could work, that's like best case scenario. Yeah, for sure. They have a community down there. Like, so many of them get to live together. They have the, they're treated the best. Right. And yeah, Dumbledore was even open to paying them. 
I mean, it's no uh, Malfoy Manor there, you know. Yeah. Dumbledore didn't go down there and, like, kick any of them. So, <laughs> um, oh, Lucius. I'm Lucius. so sorry. He's in my house. Ah, luscious. So, we do know one of her relics, which is that small golden cup. And that was passed down and passed down. And we eventually know that it landed in the hands of Hepzibah Smith. And then, unfortunately, in Tom Riddle's hands. Um, so, I feel like I said that already. Some stuff gets Some repeated, stuff. but, yeah. like, it's important stuff. Right. So, she did favor loyalty, honesty, fair play, hard work, um, accepted everybody, which I feel is very good for this episode today. Yeah. Um, and apparently all the portraits that you see of her, she has a big smile on her face. So, it's it can be inferred that she was a pretty jolly woman. Which I love that word, like jolly. Like you think of Santa Claus, like you can't not like someone who's jolly, right? <laughs> right. Um, so she was renowned for her compassionate nature and her charming ways. And she was also, again, she's a woman of tolerance. She was willing to accept the Muggleborn students, um, as were Rowena and Godric. It was pretty much just Slytherin, no offense, babe. But we also think that might have oh, been okay. because the, he was protective. The sorting hat didn't listen to That's, him so right um so a little etymology on her name so helga comes from um, i don't know how to say it but it's h-e-l-g-e so that's old norse which is h-e-i-l-a-g-r but that means holy heilger, heilger? thank you so that heilger. means holy or blessed thank you very much also i liked this one where like hufflepuff could also mean huff and puff or blustery or Huff to mean breathe and puff for pastry. So literally, food Likes and you food. need us like air. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or you could be like the big bad wolf, as Carly said. <laughs> Thank you, Carly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll go into a little bit of characteristics. Not a little bit. Actually, I talk a lot in this section. So jump in when you want to so you can break up my voice. <laughs> <laughs> so Hufflepuff is the most inclusive among the four houses. They value hard work dedication, patience, loyalty, and fair play. So let me go on a little puff soapbox, a little PSA, a puff special announcement. Oh, I like that. Mm -hmm. Were you going to say something? I was just going to say it's funny how today we're talking about the most inclusive house and the most exclusive house. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, uh, Slytherin's changing, which is good. Yeah. Like from the stereotype, like we're moving away from that, which I love. We need to. People need to pay attention to that. All right, so I got this article from um, a website called Screen Rant, and it talks about, like, the good and the bad for Hufflepuff traits. And I kind of went through and, like, again, this isn't going to be for everybody. Obviously, we're all different. But collectively, as Hufflepuffs, you can feel a lot of the same things. And I resonated with a lot of these. So if I'm talking to you directly, great. If not, oh, just learn something, I guess. So, one, we're extremely loyal. Do you have a secret you need to get off your chest, but you don't want everyone to know about? You might want to call up your neighborhood to Hufflepuff, because we're not going to tell. Truth. Mm-hmm. Literally, because if I were to tell somebody, my guilty conscience would, like, annihilate me. I wouldn't be able to handle it. And then I'd have to come clean to my friend, and the guilt would be, like, horrible. Um, so, we know how to keep our mouths shut, and we don't really believe in gossip, and we really value promises like pinky promise that's real it is real Mm -hmm. and we you i like guilty conscious though like that is so you oh yeah i mean i won't even do anything wrong 
but I'll feel like I did something wrong. Yeah. And if I don't apologize for it, it'll eat away at me. And Meg will be like, like, what are you even talking about? I'll just be like, <laughs> stop it already. Oh, my gosh. Don't um, feel bad. I know. Like, I feel bad about everything. And, like, I don't need to. Like, I feel like that happened yesterday. I can't remember. Oh, it'll come up. Don't worry. I know exactly what you're talking about. But it fits in better somewhere else. <laughs> I'll bring it up. Um, so we also stick to our word. Um, next trait, we often fail to put ourselves first. Literally all the time. Yes. So we put the needs of others before our own. I'm not saying always, but generally. Um, and that can really be accidentally exhausting because we constantly want to make others feel good. There are days where I'll look at her and be like, stop asking me what I want. Tell me what you want. <laughs> I love that you're here right I was now. like, just stop already. Because mm-hmm. like she'll do something and I'll be like, you don't want to do that. And then she's like, yeah. I'm like, well, then why are you doing it? (laughs) (laughs) So true, though. Um, So here's me saying to all my fellow Puffs and myself, it's important to take a small amount of time out of the day to think about you and your needs. It's not a selfish thing. It's self-care so that you can go on caring for others. Hufflepuffs legit need self-care. Yes. Treat yourself, girl. <laughs> Get a mani-pedi. Just do it. As Eddie said, yeah, but what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, that's so accurate. Um, so we also value our friends, but I think this is true about all the houses. But because Hufflepuff, it does get thrown in with, like, really respecting friendships. I'll just, I'll keep it in here. Um, all we really want is some solid friendships. Real magic isn't about a spell or a flying broom. It's friendship, and that's what we take away. Is it? From life. Yes. I think it's ambition. Oh, okay. You're later. You need to calm down. <laughs> need um, to calm down. You're being too loud. Again, that's accurate for this song. Uh-oh, 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 <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, we aren't afraid to embrace the love we have for our closest friends. So, like... I think it's really important to tell your friends that you love them or to say when you're leaving, like, hey, can you text me when you get home? Like, that's just a different level of I love you. Like, it's just without you could even do that without saying I love you. But it can be annoying. Huh? (laughs) (laughs) Whenever you're like, tell me when you get here. Tell me when you get there. Call me here. Call me there. You know why? Oh, my God. Because I get anxious, man. I need to know know you're okay, And then I will leave you alone. (laughs) I like how you were like, huh? I didn't know that's annoying to you. Well, I speak the truth. It just means I love you. No, I know. Uh huh. Later on, she's in trouble for this. Just so you know. Um. So this is also this is where uh, I'm gonna tell my story that Meg will get all fired up about. So prepare. We don't always know how to stand up for ourselves. Ugh, never. It's just true. <laughs> but we like to maintain that peace and that harmony. And honestly, we feel it's easier to just keep our mouths shut than to rock the boat at all, which sometimes the boat needs to be rocked. <laughs> the boat always needs to be rocked. So, like, something that can inconveniences me, no, nah, it, it, it's okay. Like, it's fine. Uh, somebody wrongs us. Nah, it's cool. Like, we probably made you feel that way anyway. It's all right. Oh, my God. But, and this, again, is for me and everybody else, we deserve respect as much as anyone else. This is something I really need to work on. So here's the story. Meg's going to get so mad again. <laughs> I'm, like, anxious to tell it. And not mad. She just, like, wants me to not 
she wants me to stand up for myself, which is awesome that I have someone who pushes me to do those things because it really I really need and to like, focus. And, like, it's just stupid things where I'm like, why would you not just, like, <clears throat> tell them this? So I was at Starbucks yesterday. <sighs> do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, it was Yes, it was Thursday. Oh, it was Thursday. Okay. I was at Starbucks, and I ordered me and Meg drinks. So I ordered one venti and one grande. Meg was the venti. I was the grande. But I had brought in a cup of my own, and I think it confused them because that cup was a venti, but I wanted my grande in it. I think that's where this all started. Shout out to Less Waste. Yes. You get a discount, too. So... Adds up. Yes. That's that's what I'm trying to do better. Um, So it turns out where they made the venti as mine and the grande as Meg's. So I said, oh, I, so I, I went this far. I was like, oh, I ordered a venti in this one. And the girl said, oh, oh, it wasn't on there. I can remake it for you. And my mouth said, I don't want to waste it. It's okay. And she goes, are you sure? And I said, yeah. But in my head, I'm like, you could have gotten a free coffee because you could have just grabbed that one and she would have remade you another one. But the motion had already been set. And then it was awkward. And then the whole time I was like, I'm going to tell this story to Meg and she's going to tell me all the things I already know. So then I get home. It's like you didn't even have to come home. You already knew exactly what I was going to say to you. But it's because you're in my brain telling me to do better. Well, and then that's do good. it. I know. But, but do the better. It was already do set the better. in motion. It was do like, the better. <laughs> Sorry. You there. already know what to do. So do it. I know. I know. And I know these things. I don't exactly as Carly and then just our, said. Our friend, awkward. It's not awkward. No, just, I'm awkward. You're not awkward. Yes, I am. You're not awkward. Just do it. You just need to say, this is wrong. Fix it. I know. I know. This is not what I paid for. Mm-hmm. Fix it. I seriously, like, I got home. I was, I was mad at her. And it wasn't like, I'm not saying like. <sighs> no, she wasn't like. Mad's not even a good word. No, but she it's just, just wants like, me to not let people walk all over me. I literally tell her this all the time. So it's like when there's a perfect opportunity for her to actually follow through with speaking up for herself and she knows that she should have and she didn't, it annoys me because I'm like, Katie, you, this isn't what you paid for. Like, just why did you, why you're like, oh yeah, no big deal. <laughs> like what? I'm laughing because it's true and like. But, I, but truly, like, I felt I felt so bad in myself, too, because I was like, why why did I let that happen? Why did I let that happen? It if d- I had been there, we would have gotten the dang venti. Well, anybody should have gotten the venti because that's what I asked for. It's just, and I'm going to se- segue right into here to say, like, people have asked, like, well, why do you say that Slytherins and Hufflepuffs make such a good match? Well, this is why, because Meg helps me to not get walked all over and then, like, she helps me to jazz up, and I'll help her to calm down. Except you know not I mean? in that instance, no. because <laughs> I was right. I was right. But do you know You I'm walk saying? up to that barista and you say, you made this wrong. I want a, I want I a better one. I know. Like, the times where you walk away from Starbucks and you take a sip of your drink and they forget to put espresso in it. I was like, well, go tell them. No, it's okay. <laughs> no, it's not. Why? You pay for the espresso more than anything. Do you know what the real problem here is? It's clearly Starbucks. It's clearly the baristas. Get your act together. Yeah. But, yeah, as Carly said... Who I hate has... you, but I love you. <laughs> Starbucks? <laughs> yes. Um... As Carly said, because she has a Slytherin best friend, my best friend's amazing and she keeps me sane. That's what Meg does for me, too. 
Totally yeah. get it. All right. Let's move on to the next one, which is oh, just... Oh, Eddie. Oh, Katie does that to me all the time. The amount of times... This is Eddie. The amount of times I mysteriously <laughs> vanish so Claire has to deal with customer service is too much. Literally, we both look at each other and I'm like, you do it. And she's like, no, you do it. You're better at it. She I'm, is, and then, though. And then I look at her and I'm like, but you need to get better at it, so you should do it. I'm, I'm guilty <laughs> of having Meg call, like, some sort of... I can't think of, like, I don't know, a bank or something, like, having her pretend to be me. All the time. I'm like, no, I'm not doing this anymore. You can do it. I'll say the wrong thing. No. Finally, I get her to order pizzas. She'll do do that that now. I can do that. Baby steps. (sighs) Baby steps. Yeah. All right. So, Hufflepuffs, also kind and giving. Remember you love me? I do. Remember you love me so much? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, another one, we often aren't the most opinionated. You can't make decisions. Can't make decisions. We often <laughs> tend to, like, agree with what others say just because we're trying to be polite. I'm just saying I love Hufflepuffs, but I'm just pointing out. Katie oh, is, like, a thousand percent puff. Yes. So while that's sweet, um, it kind of, and I feel this on a deep level, and you'd think that would make me change it, but it's it's just really hard. So while it's sweet to, like, you know, be polite and everything, that makes it look like we don't have our own opinions or that we don't express our own opinions uh it's just because we like we like to please people it's another thing we need to work on because my thoughts are just as valid as others and like so a lot of the times people just think that like meg is the one like driving everything and like actually really really upsets me well and you know what it upsets me too but i don't help it which is something i need to work on it's like people think that i like control the relationship because they think that I make all the decisions and we only get things that I want and it's all about what Megan wants and what Megan does. And I'm like, here's the thing. You don't understand that like behind the curtain, we have discussions not in front of other people so that I know what I need to push for. Mm -hmm. And like, like something stupid, for example, like Katie and I made a decision that for Christmas this year, we were just going to buy a joint gift together, like a like a joint, more expensive gift um, that we both wanted and we would both know about it and we would purchase it together. Like we really wanted, ever since we got back from the UK, we really wanted to purchase like a nice China tea set. Like a real... Like a real China tea, tea set. set. So we went online and we found one that we really liked and like they're not cheap. And I was so excited about it, and I told my parents about it. I was like, oh, my gosh, look, like, we decided for Christmas we want to get this. And then, like, both of them were like, oh, yeah, I'm sure that Katie really wants that. Like, yeah, you're just buying this because you want it. And I was like, no, I'm not, actually. Yeah. And, like, it really upset me to the point where I was like, I don't even know why I share these things with you. And then I just, like, didn't want to talk about it anymore. I was like, why would you think that both Katie and I don't love the United Kingdom and would want a bone china tea set? Right. Like, it makes perfect sense that we would both want that. I don't understand why you think that I'm pushing for that. I want that. It's like genuine. It's like those kinds of things. And that happens all the time. Not just with my parents, but like with a lot of people, they're always like, oh, yeah, I'm sure that Katie wants that. Or, yeah, I'm sure that Katie wants to do that. And I'm like, but she does. The part that upsets me with that, because like okay, so I am quiet and, like, more behind the scenes, and you're the one that will express whatever. Right. But then even in that situation when I said, no, I do want it, mm-hmm. and spoke they up. They think that you're not telling the they truth. They think I'm being 
but they think I'm agreeing with you just to agree. Right. And it's like, it's not, that's not. And then I get upset because then, it's like, I'm my own person. <laughs> and then the only way that I can like make it stop is if I'm like, genuinely, you're making Katie upset. <laughs> and then they're like, what, what? I'm like, yeah, look, she's over here. She's about to cry. Oh my God, I was not about to cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you really have to like, you know, dig it in there, you know? Right. It's right. a Slytherin thing. You got to be like, she's crying. <laughs> <laughs> and then I can fake tears. Yeah. Uh, okay. So puffs are always there when you need them. We really will drop everything to help you out. As this article I found puts it, we go into superhero mode and we'll be at your beck and call in no time. That's true. Mm -hmm. And they said, shout out to friends because Hufflepuff's theme song should be the anthem from their friends should be the theme song. Oh my God. I can't speak. Their anthem should be the Friends theme song. I'll be yes. there for you. <laughs> so shout out to Friends watching Friends. <laughs> you missed the clap again. <laughs> no, that's too many. One, two, three, four. Good. That's good. I can't do it. <laughs> um, and you'll agree with this one too, ready? We're somewhat codependent on others. Yeah. But we love being together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're people persons. We don't always feel comfortable being alone. And we're I'm much, codependent too, though, so it's yeah, okay. We're much more comfortable with our friends or with the people we love. I've always been codependent, I think, because I'm an only child. So, like, I've always clung to my friends way more than other people have right. because, like, I didn't have siblings. So I would like to just keep my friends. Like, any time my friends would come over in the summer, it would always turn into a sleepover. I'd be like, Mom, do they have to leave? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so it is probably good for us to have a little breathing space, but you know what? In the end, you do you because I am my true self when I'm with Meg. Like she's my other half. Literally like the longest we've ever been apart is like for work trips that we went on, which was like two or three days. Yeah. And I hated it. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. Ever since we were like 16, we've been together like every day. Yeah. (laughs) Which is really crazy to think about because we're almost 30. (laughs) So that means that it's like almost 15 years yeah but and again that's not for everybody there could be a hufflepuff who's like you know what i kind of just i like to do my own thing that's cool (laughs) you do you that's what you that is literally what puff is about (laughs) you do you uh we can be too nice sometimes we always try to be polite that makes us shy away from any kind of conflicting situations we really have to learn to be us guys um and lastly most importantly we understand the importance of some good food. Mm-hmm. I mean, our common room, right next to the kitchens. You want a midnight snack, Slytherins? I got you. True. Yep. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to our colors, which I don't have a bell by me. Shame. For Ding. shame. So I actually grabbed this from a design and like brand marketing website, which I thought was kind of a cool take. So, obviously, our colors are yellow and black. So, yellow, happiness, hope, spontaneity, which I really liked because, and Meg brings that out in me, too. Like, I'll do something at the drop of a hat now because it's just like, oh, it's an adventure. Let's go do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yellow is the color of the sun. It's the color of smiley faces and sunflowers. So, it's happy. It's youthful. But it can also grab your attention so it can be used for, like, caution. Um, There's also different kinds of yellows. There's the bright that grabs your attention. There's pale or warm, which is like more of like a natural feel. And there's also neon, which could be artificial, which I think... Neon is just like too much for me. 
<laughs> which I think is great though because Hufflepuffs are such a wide spectrum of people. Mm-hmm. So Hufflepuff House should be like the house for LGBTQ people. Amen. Come on in. It should be though. That's fine. You know, come all in. We have a warm, cozy counter room. I'm gonna talk about later. <laughs> So then we have black, which does have a lot of negative yeah, uh, connotations. Y'all like, negative. Like death, fear, and grief. But it can also show power or a little bit of mysterious or intimidating or unapproachable, which I've had people say to me. They're like, oh, I didn't talk to you first because I thought you were intimidating. And I was like, me? <laughs> Are you talking about me? People say that about me, too. Yeah, like, I don't, I think I just have RBF. That's not my fault. <laughs> um, but what I like about the yellow-black combination, so when black is combined with a bright color, it's a big contrast. So black and yellow. So Black and yellow. Black, black and yellow. yellow. So they're two total opposites. So we are, quote, the rest of them. We're just a bunch of misfits who happen to fit. We're all over the place, and yet we're all so similar. Cool. So I like those colors. I like it. Yeah. So let's talk about the badger. Oh, dun, dun, dun. Yeah. dun dun dun. So I pulled this stuff. I just which think of honey badgers. Honey badgers don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say the other line. I know. Honey badgers <laughs> don't give a... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yes, thank you. Um, so our symbol is the badger, which, if you don't know, it's a large mammal related to the weasels. And didn't know, but there's different badgers. The English badger is adorable. The badger that lives over here in the U.S., a little scary. They're terrifying. Yeah. They're like, they just look rougher. (laughs) And then there's the honey badgers that live in Africa that kill cobras. See, again, there's so many different (laughs) badgers. See? Do you see the comparison here? Yeah. Um, so I, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) I pulled a lot of this stuff from this website that talked about, um, like if the badger was your spirit animal and if it was your animal totem, but a lot of it was really cool. So it can symbolize hardworking, you're strong, you're tenacious. Um, and again, Hufflepuffs are known for loyalty and hard work. So, some traditions use the badger as a symbol of aggressiveness because they can be pretty mean. Um, they live underground, so it's said that they represent your unconscious thoughts. And if you see the badger, it will help bring your unconscious thoughts to reality. So, what I like about that is, like, we are the quieter people, but we'll kind of have those zing moments or, like, those times where, like, I'll, I'll say something that nobody else thought of. But it's mm-hmm. quiet, and then I have someone like Meg who hears it, and she's like, oh, that's a good idea. But otherwise, it never would have come to light. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the badger has always been a symbol for persistence, confidence, and strong will. Bear with me here, guys, because you might be thinking, as I did when I read this, uh, I'm not persistent. <laughs> I'm not always confident. And I do have a strong will, but, like, I'm quiet. Um, So it's that if the badger appears in your life, you will be able to achieve your goals and you will never give up from your projects. It's a symbol of protection and defense. So they're always ready to defend their boundaries. Um, It symbolizes individuality and independence. Um, It's said that if a badger appears in your life, it means you should have more faith in your ability. So here's where I'm going to go on another PSA. 
I think Hufflepuffs were given the badger because it's supposed to be a reminder of who you are deep inside. Mm. So yeah, we yeah, like we can be quiet, we can be pushovers, but we are more than that. We're not the duffers. You know what I mean? Like deep down, sometimes I will surprise myself and I will be confident or persistent or sh- have strong will. I wish Slytherin's uh, animal had that much, <laughs> like, deep-rooted thought behind it. Sorry, babe. <laughs> but it's there like, is a lot of cool stuff about Snake. But it's like, oh, he was a parcel tongue. <laughs> snakes! It's okay. Snakes, snakes, snakes. <laughs> um, so I think that we were given it to show that we should have more faith in our abilities. Um, that it's teaching us to not pay attention to what other people are going to say about you because a lot of Hufflepuffs, we're different. We're awkward. We're weird. And we love that about ourselves once we once we come to accept it, which it can take a while. It took a while for me. Um, the Badger's telling you to stop hiding, come out of the shadow, live your own life. Um, and again, like you said, that sounds great for the LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so the badger will also help you stay grounded in any situation and it will help you be aware of all important things in your life. It said you'll never be confused because you know exactly what's important to you and you don't waste time on some things that aren't important in your life. So I think that's really true of Hufflepuffs because we, we know what we value and I don't think we put up with the things we don't value. Like it's just not, we don't even need to let it take up space in our brain. Yeah. Um, So if you dream about a badger, it's supposed to mean that you can overcome all obstacles and difficulties in your way. Um, It could also mean that you need to look into things a little more deeply. Um, It could also mean that it's time for you to get out of the dark and be more active in your life. And I'm going to end this part. (laughs) I'm going to end this part with this quote. You should not be afraid of other people's opinions. You should believe more in your own abilities. You have probably been passive and unnoticeable for a long time. So you should come out of the shadows and live your life to the fullest. That is a good quote for Hufflepuffs. Right? Yeah. Right? And I feel that on a deep level because for a long time I was just literally in the shadows. Like, and at the time I'd tell you no, but now I'm like, yeah. Yeah, Katie, you were. <laughs> you need yeah. to be out there. I mean, even just, like, <clears throat> from your time on the pod. Exactly. <clears throat> like, that, this has, I've spoken about it endlessly. Like, I can't thank this podcast and this community enough. All right. Let's talk about that common room. So you get there on the same corridor as the Hogwarts kitchens. Be jealous. So you go past a large still life and there's a giant pile of barrels. I shouldn't be telling any of you guys this, <laughs> so forget it as soon as I'm done. Um, so on the right-hand side of the corridor, there's you have to tap. It's the barrel two from the bottom, middle of the second row, and you have to tap it in the rhythm of Helga Hufflepuff, which I feel I would screw up even though I'm a Hufflepuff. <laughs> um, so any non-puffs who tap the wrong barrel or they tap the number of incorrect times... One of those barrels bursts open and you're drenched in vinegar. That's pretty rude. It's gross. (laughs) Like, does that smell even come out? I don't know. Oh, I hate the smell of vinegar. Like, people that, and I know I'm in the minority, but people that like malt vinegar on their fries, oh, oh, you just stink up the table. It's terrible. (laughs) So then when you get inside, and I'm just going to read this from um, Pottermore slash Wizarding World. It's just a description of the common room. 
Um, so a sloping earthy passage inside the barrel travels upward a little way until a cozy round low ceilinged room is revealed reminiscent of a badger's set which i'm assuming is like a den. their home the room is decorated in the cheerful bee-like colors of yellow and black emphasized by the use of highly polished honey-colored wood for the tables and the round doors which lead to the boys and girls dormitories furnished with comfortable wooden bedsteads all covered in patchwork quilts like so cute i just feel so cozy a colorful profusion of plants and flowers seem to relish the atmosphere of the Hufflepuff common room. Various cacti stand on wooden circular shelves, curved to fit the walls, many of them waving and dancing at passerbys, passersby, while copper-bottom plant holders dangling amid the ceiling cause tendrils of ferns and ivies to brush your hair as you pass them. Okay, first of all, I suck at taking care of plants. Like, I would fail at Herbology. I would be that <laughs> Hufflepuff. I'm pretty bad at it. And if I walked by and some plant touched my hair, I'd be like, whoa, <laughs> what's going on? You'd be like, spider. I know. <laughs> I'm so scared. Um, a portrait over the wooden mantelpiece, carved all over with decorative dancing badgers, shows Helga Hufflepuff, one of the four founders of Hogwarts School, toasting her students with a tiny two-handled golden cup. Small round windows just level with the ground at the foot of the castle show a pleasant view of rippling glass and dandelions and occasionally passing feet. These low windows, notwithstanding, the room feels perennial, perennially sunny. So it always feels cozy. So some thoughts from J.K. Rowling. When I first, excuse me, when I first planned the series, I expected Harry to visit all four house common rooms during his time at Hogwarts. There came a point when I realized that there was never going to be a valid reason to enter the Hufflepuff room. Nevertheless, it is quite as real to me as the other three, and I always knew exactly where those Hufflepuffs were going when they headed off towards the kitchens after lessons. Cool. Yes. I'm almost done. It's almost your turn. It's okay. Sorry, I'm talking so much. You good. See, look, why am I apologizing? I just better make my dentist appointment. You will. I'm going to talk quick. <laughs> All right. Famous people from our house. Obviously, we have Helga Hufflepuff. You know, she started it all. Then we have Bridget Wenlock. She's from the 14th century. She was really good at arithmancy. She wrote a lot of her ideas down in invisible ink to, like, protect them, but then she would misplace them. And if that's not Hufflepuff, I don't know what is. <laughs> she was also the person who discovered the magical significance of the number seven. Ding. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So that's why I ding, right? Yeah. That's why I love numbers, I guess. It's just in my puff blood. Then we have Newt Scamander. Obviously, his name. Newton Artemis Fido scamander fido fido so obviously he's famous for fantastic beasts and where to find them it's now the trusted hogwarts textbook uh he traveled the world to observe beasts and their behavior and he's the one who changed wizard kind thought of like these beasts aren't just dangerous we need to understand them yeah and take care of them uh we have pomona sprout head of hufflepuff house and herbology professor during harry's era we have cedric who was the hufflepuff quidditch team captain seeker and Triwizard Champion, and not a spare. We have Nymphadora Tonks, who's not your average witch, and not your average Hufflepuff. She was an Auror, which I believe she was, like, the last one taken on, or the first one taken on in, like, a long, long time. Yeah. Um, and a metamorphomagus, and a member of the Order of the Phoenix. And she married my boy. It's okay. She's allowed, I guess. She's cool. Yeah. Um, and then we have the Fat Friar, who's a Hufflepuff house ghost. And he was, <laughs> he was executed by senior churchmen for curing some peasants of the pox with the poke of a stick, you know, using magic. And he would also pull rabbits out of the communion cup. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So the last thing I need to talk about is some muggle celebrities. So these are 18 celebrities 
Oh, wait. This is them telling you what house they're in, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Dwayne The Rock Johnson is a Hufflepuff. Let's see who else? Oh, Eddie Redman actually is yeah. a Hufflepuff, which is amazing. Uh, Rupert Grint, he's a Hufflepuff. He, yeah. Matthew Lewis is a Hufflepuff. Uh, Natalie Dormer, you know, girl from Game of Thrones. And also Hunger Games. Yes, you're so right. Every time you say that, I'm like, what? And then I remember. And Ed Sheeran. Hufflepuff. Charlie Weasley. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Oops. Heck yeah. (laughs) Okay. All right. Now I'm done. I can't talk anymore. It's all you. Slytherins. Woo, 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 woo. So we've got Salazar. As we all know, he's one of the four founders of Hogwarts, obviously. He was a pureblood, a parcel tongue, and a skilled legilimens. Um, he mistrusted Muggleborn students to the point of proposing that they should not be accepted at Hogwarts. Uh, when he shared this idea, though, nobody agreed with him. So he left the school and never returned. But he did create the Chamber of Secrets, which concealed a basilisk ready to have the chamber reopened to purge the school of those who, in Slytherin's view, were unworthy to study magic. <laughs> Get up. <laughs> Um, he was described by the Sorting Hat in Harry's time as power-hungry and from Fen. So the Fens of Eastern England are in Norfolk, Lincolnshire, Cambridgeshire, and adjoining counties. I love that everything over there is Shire. It's so cute. Like, everything there is just cute. Mm-hmm. Um, Slytherin was known to be something of an egomaniac, which is why he built the Chamber of Secrets as sort of, like, a monument to himself and his ideals, um, hey, if you you love yourself, own it, right? I just, like, I really hope that it was misunderstood mm-hmm, why I he agree. mistrusted Muggleborns. Like, I feel like there had to be something more. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, like he was protecting. Right. Because of the times, because it was, like, you know, which was, like, bad. witches and wizards were, like, under attack. So, like... I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know. I just don't That's know. you giving the benefit of the doubt, which is yeah. good. You want to see the good in others, and you want your house to be repped properly. True. Um, but him being an egomaniac also may explain his appeal to Tom Riddle, mm-hmm. who was also an egomaniac. Um, yeah. The Slytherin family has the rare gift of Parseltongue, and it's believed that anyone who can speak Parseltongue must somehow be related to Salazar, which, as we know, is the reason why Harry, like, came under attack in Chamber of Secrets, because that immediately, in everyone else's mind, made him the heir of Slytherin. Which, it's like, but he's in Gryffindor. Slytherin's heir would not allow them to choose Gryffindor. That's true. You know? That's a good point. But whatever. Um, So I thought this was really cool. Apparently Slytherin created his own wand. So he's potentially like, what is that called? A wandologist. I made that up. I don't know. I like that. Um, (laughs) A wand whittler. (laughs) (laughs) But his wand was made of snake wood. 
And the core was a basilisk horn. And Whoa. he actually taught his wand how to sleep when commanded in Parseltongue so that it <laughs> wouldn't work if he didn't want it to. Can you picture him, like, singing a lullaby in Parseltongue? <laughs> <Can> you... <laughs> Um, so we do know that he severed ties with Godric earlier on than with Rowena and Helga. Um, I don't know, I don't know if that happened, like, before they even started founding Hogwarts, and they were just like, oh, yeah, Godric, Salazar, hey, sorry, we're doing this project together, you know, or if, like, it happened after... Like, when he left, that's when he severed ties, but he was, like, still talking to Rui and Helga because they're like, hey, it's okay, like, you're not that bad, come back. I think, I'm gonna guess it was after, because he had to have been there for a little bit to start teaching students. I think that they all taught students for a while. I don't know. I don't know, though. I wasn't there. Um, Salazar favored blood purity, ambition, and cunning in his students. And it, according to JK in a Pottercast interview... Um, Slytherin did reconcile with the other founders later on in life and came back to Hogwarts Castle to die. I love that he reconciled with them. Yeah, according to... See, why is that not talked about more? Right. A Slytherin can be stubborn and have their moment where they're like, I mean... I can hold a grudge too. Right. But Meg, you can hold a grudge and... But then later you'll be like, I was wrong. Yeah. It might take you longer than it would take me because of my guilty conscience but you will come and be like i i i messed up yeah yeah why is that not talked about i don't know but that is very that's a slytherin trait yeah um so he did have a gold locket with an s inscribed on it and we know this was his thanks to it being passed down from generation to generation of eventually landing with the gaunts um Merope or Merope, however you say it pawned it at Borgen and Burks during her pregnancy with Tom Riddle and then Hepzibah Smith bought it and then Tom Riddle stole it back from her and used it for a horcrux. We also know some of his distant ancestors are Gormlaith Gaunt, Isolt Sire, Marvolo, Morfin, and Merope Gaunt, and Tom Riddle. Isn't Isolt from like Ilvermorny? Yes. Nice! She founded Ilvermorny. Yes, okay. Oh, that's um, cool. And then etymology, named for Antonio de Oliveira Salazar, the 100th Prime Minister of Portugal, who was a harsh authoritar- authoritarian dictator who served from 1932 to 1968. Um, Joe tweeted this, so that is who he's named after. And J.K. Rowling did live in Portugal for some time, and her first husband was Portuguese. Um, her first daughter... His father is the man that was Portuguese. Got it. Got it. So, characteristics of Slytherin, the Sorting Hat says, or perhaps in Slytherin you'll make your real friends, those cunning folk use any means to achieve their ends. So we're known to be resourceful, cunning, ambitious, determined, determined, have leadership, um, self-preservation, fraternity, and lineage, which lineage, again, is like blood purity. Um, Slytherins tend to hesitate before acting so as to weigh all the possible outcomes before deciding deciding exactly what should be done. Ooh, that feels like a Hufflepuff thing to me. Maybe that's a crossover right there. Possibly. Because I do that more than you do. Yeah. And it drives you nuts. Yeah. 
because Meg's just ready to make a decision. Meg's just ready to do something, and I'm like, but what if this happens? What if this happens? What if yeah? I actually like. I don't know if I agree (laughs) that that's a Slytherin trait, or maybe it's just not one that I myself hold. Right. Um, I do hold this next one though. Slytherins tend to take charge and possess strong leadership skills. They're often self-assured and confident of their own competence and can be very loyal. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, group projects, yeah, I always was the one that was like, okay, you do this, you do this, you do this, and I'll do this in school. Like, See, always. but me as a kid was, like, so thankful for that person. Because I was like, <laughs> just tell me what I need to, what do, to do and I'll get it done. <clears throat> But I don't know how to start. So, like, give me that start and I'll be okay. (laughs) Yeah. Um, There is, just according to the books at least, a tendency towards deep, unrequited love. So examples are Snape and the Bloody Baron. Do you Um, have unrequited love? I don't. I don't think. I love you. Thanks. Love you, too. Uh, They are known to cherish their passion abidingly and unconditionally. Sometimes this isn't a good thing. And although often tragically due to an inability to act appropriately on their feelings. So example, Bellatrix is in love with Tom Riddle slash Voldemort. So that causes her to be totally and just like fanatically devoted to the Death Eaters. Had he not been a Death Eater and she would have felt those things, she probably wouldn't have been a Death Eater. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, she built her life because of her passion towards Tom Riddle. Right. But I think you should talk about the good of that, too. It's also a good thing. Um, because, like, just think if you have passion about something. So, like, and this kind of goes hand in hand with leadership. So, mm-hmm. like, I bet you a lot of Slytherins are politicians, business owners. Um, they know how to run right. things. Yeah. If you have a passion and you run with it you usually can succeed in what you're doing. So, like, I always like to think that, um, I don't always love all politicians, but there are some that I do love. And I do think that a lot of good politicians are really passionate about the things that they want to get done in the term that they have. Um, that can also be a bad thing. And that's why I think that so many politicians are Slytherin, Because there are a lot of good and a lot of bad. And you kind of drive yourself, uh, you drive yourself in whatever you believe, whether it's good or bad. I see what you're saying. So, like, you have, you have, like, Obama, right? So, he, like, believed in hope. And that's what he ran his campaign on. And his campaign was beautifully designed. Like, oh. I cannot re- I <laughs> Nerd just, alert. Oh my god, like his posters and stuff, like I loved his posters. Yes. But anyway, just like, you know, like there are certain there are certain politicians that drive their entire campaign on something positive and then there are certain politicians that drive their entire campaign on something negative. So it's like that's like the good and bad with it, right? So like those types of people tend to be Slytherin, but it can be two total different spectrums. I just want to say how much, like, one of the things I love so much about you, which is, you know, everything, but truthfully, like, one of the things that is so awesome about you is your passion. Like, I love watching you get excited about a new idea because, like, when something pops in your head, that's when you think about something. That's where you come in with those all those possible outcomes. That's mm-hmm. where that fits in with you. And you'll let this thing blossom in your brain and you'll just, like, you'll come at me with this idea and, like, 
I mean, you're just like alive with it. You're just so excited and you want to bring it to life and you yeah. want to, you want to do everything you can to finish this new idea. And that, I mean, you'll do that every day. You'll come up with something new every day if you wanted to. I it's love It's just a matter of following you. through with it. <laughs> but like your passion, chat, man. Someone's asking in the chat what they, what I think, what house Bernie Sanders is in. And I think he's a Slytherin. He is so passionate about everything yeah. that he believes in, and he doesn't waver from that passion. It's like, and the thing is, is like, he's believed in something, like, he's believed in something since the 70s, and he hasn't wavered from it, and he's literally, every every single political thing that he's done, he has based on those beliefs that have never changed, you know what I mean? I think that he's a Slytherin. I like that. I think a lot of politicians are. I just think a lot of politicians are. I like that. Good and bad. So, um, they, muggle-born Slytherins do exist, according to J.K. Rowling, though they are rare. So, blood purity, again, is a factor when seeking Slytherins, according to the, um, sorting hat, but it isn't, like, a be-all and end-all. <clears throat> it just is a factor. So, like, they do exist, especially later Especially as time goes on. So, like, I'm th- I'm thinking probably, like, Albus, Potter, um, Scorpius's time. Like, there's for sure Muggle-born Slytherins. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay. So, there's this really cool article that has Slytherin's best and worst traits. That's where I got mine. Oh, that's a cool. good... Well, cool. Yeah, that's a good website. So, I think one of the best ones is Ambition. Um... Not every single student in the house is as ambitious or intelligent as others, but they all seem to be, like, you know, able to achieve, you know, whether it's good or bad again. Right. They know what they want and they go after it. hmm So it's like ambition really is how you find a lot of success in life. Cunning. A lot of people view this as a negative one, but I think that it is positive. So cunning speaks to intelligence, which is something that Slytherins have that's kind of like similar to Ravenclaw. Um, So while they might not be as associated with learning and smarts as Ravenclaws are, Slytherins particular brand of intelligence gets them rather far. And of course, we do have exceptions like, you know, Crab and Goyle, but (laughs) eh. Another one is leadership, for sure, which I talked about already a lot. Being resourceful definitely allows you to think quickly and problem solve. That's a better word than the other word they paired this with was shrewd. Shrewd. I don't like that. Also, their shrewd intellect allows them to evaluate situations with the insight to make quick decisions. But shrewd is just such a bad word. Just say you're quick-witted. Yeah, it is always (laughs) viewed as negative. Um, Loyalty also. Yeah. Uh, while Gryffindors are also loyal, this is another example of how they and Slytherin are two sides of the same coin. Slytherins can be quite loyal too, but they tend to be more loyal to particular people or ideals. They aren't as prone to the heroic, extroverted loyalty that Gryffindors tend to display, which I a thousand percent agree with. Accurate. Um, as, uh, as Shubes says on Potter, on Potterless, he's like, I knew that I was Gryffindor because I like... I like getting the recognition of doing something good. Like, that's a very Gryffindor thing. No offense, Gryffindors. But, like, you like the recognition of it. Which Whereas, is fine. If that's yeah. what you like, that's what you like. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. The color significance. I also, I just used your website because it was good. Thanks. The design <laughs> website. You're welcome. Um, 
it's kind of interesting because like green means a lot of things that I don't necessarily think that Slytherin always like goes with. Like it's universally associated with nature. Um, it's linked to like grass, plants, trees. It represents growth and renewal being the color of spring and rebirth, which actually that's kind of funny because like Voldemort rebirths, right? So like I wonder if that potentially was a connection. Um, also like the whole idea though, like rebirth, renewal, if you think about like snakes, they kind of like they shed their skin every so often, right? So it's kind of like similar. I kind of like that because, like, say a Slytherin isn't ever gonna get let something get them down. They're gonna make it they'll make shed, them they'll, better. They'll shed it off. So they'll shed that off, and then they're they're new and shiny. It's kind of like the sort of Gryffindor. Like it takes in what makes it stronger. Yeah, yeah. That's a Slytherin. Um, this association I do like. So it's getting the green light to go ahead, giving it an association with taking action. Mm-hmm. Um, in the United States specifically, green is associated with money, prosperity, and stability. Yeah. Dollar bills. Um, <laughs> <laughs> green's also often seen as a fourth color on top of the primary red, yellow, and blue, bringing a sense of visual balance and as a result, a soothing and relaxing influence, which I don't really necessarily think. Those are the other colors of the houses. Yeah, that is true. Whoa. That's cool. Um, so I thought this was neat, though. So, like, some famous brands that use green are Starbucks, Spotify, Whole Foods. You need coffee, you need music, and you you need need food. food. Yeah. Um, Okay. As the combination of the color yellow and blue, the color green gets its mental clarity and optimism from yellow and emotional tranquility and insight from blue. So I thought that was really cool. Um, It gives more hope than any other colors, and the color green has a strong sense of right and wrong and a good judgment. It sees both sides of the case, weighs them up, and then takes the moral and appropriate decision. Sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Maybe. (laughs) On the negative side, the green color can be judgmental and overly cautious. So the color green promotes love of nature, family, friends, pets, and home, and is the color of people who love being in the garden at home and being a good host. Okay, not the garden. I think for sure being a good host. Actually, you like to try and grow things. You're just not good at them like me. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Green color meaning can also be associated with being new or inexperienced. And I liked this. It says dark green specifically, which is usually the color that we see with Slytherin, is directly associated with ambition, greed, and jealousy. So, I mean, that, that can fit. Ambition, for sure. I'm not greedy. Okay, if you want to take greed as not bad... You like to have I like your collecting stuff. things. You like like you're protective <laughs> of your stuff. So it's, I am. Like, that's a bad word for it, but I guess if you wanted to push it yeah. in some sort of way. Thank light. you for trying to be positive. That that's No, but there are good things in there too though. It's I mean every color has positive and negative connotations. Oh yeah. So oh, yeah. um next up is silver. So both gold and silver are precious metals and they're associated with riches and expensive jewelry, which kind of makes sense for Slytherin because it seems like a lot of the people in Slytherin come from like money. Mm-hmm. Right. Well because they're like I didn't even know Iggy was behind us. Yeah, he's been uh-huh. hanging. Um, they're like the old families, so they're yeah. all rich. Yeah. <laughs> um, so often combined with black, adding, which black is also kind of associated with Slytherin, it's like green, black, silver. 
Um, adding a touch of glimmering metal can immediately give a brand that element of glamour. Silver is cooler and a little less luxurious than gold, coming in at second place, which fits a lot of the books because it's always Gryffindor and then Slytherin, so Mm -hmm. like they're second. Um, But it still represents grace and elegance. And silver is used in a lot of car logos like VW, Toyota, Hyundai, Nissan, Audi, Mercedes, where it denotes quality and workmanship. Meg, you are a quality snake. Thank you. (laughs) Speaking of snakes or serpents, that's our emblem in Slytherin House. And it is directly related to the fact that Salazar was a parcel mouth. Um, Different species of snakes exist worldwide, except in the continent of Antarctica. So snakes are cold-blooded and (laughs) ectothermic, meaning they must receive warmth from their environments. The vision of the snake varies widely and are capable of using their smell to track and hunt their prey more so than their vision. I'm picturing a snake in a little parka in Antarctica. (laughs) (laughs) That's cute. Um... Snakes are strictly carnivorous and feed on a wide variety of small animals, including lizards, frogs, other snakes, small mammals, badgers, eagles, and snakes. (gasps) (laughs) Is that actually on there? No. Oh, I thought it was. (laughs) Yes. Snakes eat lions. Actually, badgers eat snakes. I know. I know. You got me. <laughs> Bird, it does. They do eat birds, though. So sorry, Ravenclaws. <laughs> the skin of the snake uh. is scaled, which is frequently shed, as I said before. Um, so yeah, and then there's a lot that are venomous, or there are also non-venomous ones, such as bows and pythons. But snakes are reptiles, so yeah, we like the cold. You do like the cold. Ugh. Well, no, we are cold, but we like the warmth. That's uh. what it is. Is that why you love me? Mm, yeah. Because I'm your sunshine. Well, sometimes I, like, push you away because you're too warm. <laughs> like, get out of here. All right, common room. So we're in the dungeons womp, womp, of Hogwarts Castle. <laughs> <laughs> Underneath the Black Lake, which is literally terrifying for me, I because, like, as a child, I grew up with this irrational fear whenever we would go to the pet store that I couldn't walk by the uh, the fish because I just had this vision that all of the, all of, what are they called? All the tanks, tanks were going to burst, and then all these fish were going to, like, <laughs> land on me. And I just hate the feeling Sorry. of fish. I, like, I hate whenever they touch me in the water. I hate watching them swim. I just, <laughs> just gross. I just hate them so much. So I literally, it would terrify me to be in the Slytherin common room. Uh, Would you like put cardboard up on the window so you couldn't see? Probably, (laughs) probably. Uh, Meg's at it again. (laughs) But because of this, the light in the common room is green because, like, you're literally underwater. So, like, the windows, like, you just look out into the lake. (gasps) What if you saw a kelpie in there? You probably would. You probably do. Sure. If you like aquariums, it's cool. I don't like aquariums. <laughs> Real quick, I saw this thing of this, like, this text thread of people that didn't know how to say a word because they forgot it, and this person was like, are we going to the liquid zoo? And they're like, do you mean an aquarium? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So Harry and Ron do get to see the Slytherin common room in Chamber of Secrets when they're trying to find out if Draco is the one opening it. Um... So to enter the Slytherin common room, you must merely speak aloud the current password in front of a stretch of damp stone wall. 
Once the word is uttered, a concealed stone door will slide aside, leaving a rectangular hole in the wall leading to the Slytherin common room. In the Chamber of Secrets, the password was pure blood. So, that's cool. Slytherin and Gryffindor, are they the only ones with passwords? Yes. Yeah, because Ravenclaw, you have to solve a riddle. Yeah. Which, whoop, I would never get in there. No, I never would. Um, So, some fun facts that I found about Slytherins. The J.K. Rowling did intend to place a character named Mafalda, a half-blood who was the daughter of a squib and a muggle. Whoa! In Slytherin. Suggesting that Rowling, at least, does not view the Slytherin house desire for blood purity as particularly influential upon the Sorting Hat. Also, as Voldemort and Snape are both half-bloods, there seems no reason to suspect a pure-blood Slytherin. Can you imagine? That would have been really cool. I, I wish want, she would have done that. I want a series based just on her. Yeah, that would be really interesting. Because, like, I wonder, like, how they would treat her. Yeah. What would... You wouldn't even be called, like... Are you called a Muggleborn? Or are you called, like, a... A uh, squabble? <laughs> squabble? I like squabble. Squuggle. Squuggle. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're a person, Katie. I know, I know. I just like Huffle to make puff. words. Um, J.K. Rowling did also state in that Pottercast interview that some Slytherins were among the reinforcements that were brought back by Slughorn during the Battle of Hogwarts. Good, because I forget that a lot and I get really sad because I'm like, somebody had to have. Somebody. For sure. Good. Um, in 2017, Rowling also stated that Slytherin is no longer the pure-blood bastion that it once was. However, its dark reputation still lingers, hence the reason for Albus Potter's fears when he's getting ready to go to Hogwarts. Al. Oh, Al. It's interesting to note that Slytherin is both the first Hogwarts house mentioned in the series by Draco Malfoy, as well as the last mentioned in the <gasps> series by Albus Potter. Ooh. If you count Cursed Child, which I do, so... Um, some famous people in Slytherin, we've got the Bloody Baron. He is the ghost. So hot-tempered lord and squire who remorsefully committed suicide for inadvertently killing the woman he loved in a fit of rage when fr- she refused to come home from Albania with him, leaving his clothes stained with her blood. Ooh. Also, the coolest Slytherin is Merlin, member of King Arthur's court, advocate of muggle rights, and arguably the most famous wizard in history. That's epic. Good guy. That's epic. Advocated for muggle rights. Merlin. Merlin. Um, This one is kind of sad, but Elizabeth Burke used to be a headmistress of Hogwarts at some point, and she now has a portrait at the base of the grand staircase between the entrance hall archway and the first floor corridor, which was later hung near the potions classroom entrance and guarded the main dungeons, telling Slytherins to be nasty to mudbloods. You take that portrait down. Yeah, that's, like, very much reminiscent of uh, Mrs. Black, right? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty much. Um, Gormleith Gaunt? Gormleith. Gormleith. Member of the House of Gaunt, eventually became the Dark Witch of Hag's Glen and parental guardian of Isolt Sire, killed by William the Pugwaji in the duel at Ilvermorny. See, there's... Tying in Ilvermorny. There is so much we just don't know. I know. I really want a story about Ilvermorny. Um... Corvinus Gaunt, member of the House of Gaunt from the 1700s, later became a juvenile plumber who hid the entrance to the Chamber of Secrets. Huh. So it was just out in the open before? Well, there must have been a different way, but then they put plumbing in, so then he 
So that's everybody's answer to what happened before plumbing. Uh, so Phineas. Well, that's kind of nice that we know that he didn't put it in a bathroom. <laughs> True. Uh, we have Phineas Ga- Phineas Black. I'm sorry. Headmaster of Hogwarts at some point during the late 19th century and now has a portrait in the headmaster's office. And we know Hermione took Phineas Black's portrait from the Black House as well. Came in handy. Yes. Uh, Lita Lestrange, uh, Newt Scamander's friend, and later became an assistant of the head of the Department of Magical Law Enforcement. We have Slughorn, head of Slytherin House, potions professor and founder of the Slug Club. Slug Club. Uh, Tom Riddle, we know a lot about him. Um, and then a bunch of Death Eaters. <laughs> I like this one, Andromeda Black, disowned member of the House of Black, later married Edward Tonks and became an ally of the Order of the Phoenix. I was like, Edward? I thought it was Ted. I need to get used to that. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got Lucius, Bellatrix, Narcissa, Severus Snape, Regulus Black. Albus Potter, Scorpius Malfoy, my two faves. Abraxas Malfoy, Lucius's father. Dolores Umbridge, and yep. Yeah. Muggle celebrities. I'm sorry that you have baddies. It's just not fair, Maggie. It's not fair to you. I have Merlin. That's true. I mean, literally the most famous wizard of all time you have. Yeah. I also have Ariana Grande. (laughs) Awesome. I like her. (laughs) Uh, who else is here? There's a lot more Hufflepuffs than Slytherins. A lot of Hufflepuffs and Gryffindors. Yeah. A lot. Are there any more Slytherins on this list? <clears throat> Come on. Oh! <laughs> oh! Oh, I knew this one, too. I forgot. Lin-Manuel Miranda is a gleeful Slytherin. <laughs> I love that. He's quite ambitious. See, look. Slytherins have to have a soft, mushy side. He wrote all the songs in Moana, for God's sake. Okay? Come right? on. Right? That might be it on this list, though. Mm -hmm. But I'm okay with it. (sighs) Oh, Katie, you didn't say this one. Deadpool's a Hufflepuff. Oh, right. (laughs) I forgot how that some people might dig that. Um, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. Sums it up. I feel good. And you're going to be on time for your dentist appointment. I know. Get your little snake fangies all polished up. (laughs) All right, guys, um... We are not going to do a lightning bolt round section. I'm sorry. But, well, I think there was only one question. There was one, and I kind of like it. What's the best quality of the other houses? <laughs> None. Oh, my God. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say for Gryffindors, it's their value of friendship as well, like with Hufflepuff. Um, yeah, their bravery. Like, how it said the Hufflepuffs will go into superhero mode. I feel like Gryffindors always feel like they're in superhero mode, which can be good or bad. Like, for example, Harry thinks he has to be the only one that gets all these things done because he wants to protect the people that he loves. And it's like, no, you need to accept help. But he's always willing to, like, go way above and beyond to be there for the people he loves. Ravenclaws. I'm going to go okay. creativity on Ravenclaws. Ooh, um, yeah. Like, my favorite type of Ravenclaw is Luna. Like, she's the bomb. Yeah. So... I love, I love their wittiness. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's their best one, but like, I don't know. It's just like, you need that in your life. Yeah. And it helps me to be more We're witty and like, you just, you just need that extra. They'll think of things that you will never think of, but they're gold. 
Yeah. Like, the stuff that Sarah comes up with is, like, I wish my brain thought that way. Guys, I love my cat. (laughs) (laughs) He's so cute right now. But, no, I totally agree. Yeah. What do you think about for Gryffindor? I said bravery. Oh, bravery. Yeah. I agree with what you said. Um, Okay, so make sure that you go follow us on Facebook at Swish and Flick Podcast and on Twitter and Instagram at Swish Flick Cast. Make sure that you join our Facebook group, Swish and Flick Podcast group, and make sure that you know that it is LGBTQ safe space and you have to follow those rules. Um, Safe for all human mm -hmm. beings. Yep, yep, yep. We support the trans community. We love you guys. Um, We hope that you felt love more than hate the other day i really hope that love came across by the people who really matter um i also want to say that if anyone for any reason whether it's like some sort of trans hate or any kind of if anyone has any sort of problem with what someone has said to them said to others just message us so that i mean we're we're moderating we're we have moderators but like just message us Instead of creating an argument or, like, instead of feeling like you have to leave, like, please message us and let us become aware of it so we can handle the situation because we want to be there for you guys. Let us be aware. Let us try and fix it and let us make sure that we make it the safest place possible. It goes for any problem you may have. Yeah. In the group or the page. Mm -hmm. And in Swisher Support. Swisher Support is more moderated than the other group as well but we really want to get up there to have both of them be moderated just as well yeah so also um you guys want to support us head over to patreon for some extra cool swish swag goodies and all that kind of stuff i'm super excited for the phoenix plus box that's coming out in january me too it's gonna be good it's gonna be good it's gonna be great it's gonna be great it's gonna be great And if you want all this information and more, go to swishflickcast.com. Yep. Yep. That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. And don't let the muggles get you down. Or the, what did I call them? Squiggles? Squiggles. <gasps> Amazing! my voice! Hey, everybody. Hello. Good morning. It's early. My morning voice isn't going... And I'm getting over a cold. (laughs) Cool. I have a dentist appointment to get to, so we gotta go.